Wolf, and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, you know what that music means. ASU is in the tournament tonight, kind of, first four, but I'm still counting it as a as the tournament. And certainly if they win tonight, they are definitively in the tournament. They would play TCU on Friday. They played Nevada tonight, Wolf. And joining us on the Arizona Sports Line is our own ASU reporter, Jake Anderson. Jake, thank you for the time. How you doing? Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Right on, Jake. Uh, all right, let's just start here. This uh, The Bobby Hurley era, they've been to the tournament. This is the third time. All three times, though, they have been in the first four. They won one, they lost one, and, of course, tonight's still up in the air. I know the players are all different, but having Bobby Hurley being in this position in the past, do you think that gives them any sort of edge tonight? I mean, I think having Bobby Hurley, who... You know, what he did as a player at Duke has always been advantageous for his tournament teams. Granted, they haven't really done that, you know, that great in, in those two appearances, this being the third. Um, but everything, I mean, you see the player come out of Bobby when he's animated on the court. We saw the video of when ASU found out that they made the tournament. He was celebrating maybe harder than anybody. Um, but I, I think he's able to get inside the mind, get inside the psyche of, of his players and understand where they're thinking, where they're coming from. And he's been in their shoes before, and he's done it at the most elite level possible. So I think when it comes down to the crunch time of a tournament game where, let's face it, the big guys kind of get taken out of it when you get down to those last few possessions, you're going to need some guard play. You're going to need some veteran guard play. And you got a guy like Des Cambridge who's, going to lead your team this is the last year in college he's been playing for this is his sixth year now right or sixth year in college I should say so he is definitely going to lean on on Des and, and be able to just tell him everything he's already done himself so Jake do you think that Bobby Hurley has mellowed as a coach do you think that's where he's grown the most yeah, and we've heard him talk about it before um, as he's gotten older right he he talked about I think it was earlier this week um, he talked about how he's kind of figured out himself more as a coach as time's gone on. I mean, I can't believe he's already been at ASU for seven, eight years. Um, time just seems to fly. And obviously we always think about Bobby and getting technicals for yelling at the refs and, and all that. But, I mean, that just shows the passion that he has for his program and for his team and his players. And, you know, guys that are playing for him want to be here because they want to play for a guy that's going to go to bat for him just like they're going to go to bat for their head coach. So, in terms of, to answer your question, I don't think he's as, you know, animated and he, and when he maybe when he first started, even before when he was at Buffalo, but uh, I, I think he's definitely grown into being a Power 5 coach and, you know, this is his third appearance, whether you call the play in an, an appearance or not, he, he still has, he still made the big dance and I think this is a big test tonight, but I, I think ASU's up for it. Talking to Jake Anderson, our uh, own ASU reporter. You can find all this stuff on ArizonaSports.com. Jake, this is tough for me because I went to ASU, so I don't know how much my vision of this is being clouded. But I look at the Sun Devil team, and if I strip away what school it is, they do have a lot of the characteristics of a team that maybe sneaks up on people in the tournament, knocks out a few teams. It's just kind of dangerous. But I don't know if that's being influenced by the fact that it is ASU. I like the defense, though. Do you think this team is potentially dangerous, and if so, why? So, yes and no there. Um, I think they have the capability, but what I've been saying all year is is ASU basketball kind of reminds me of a baseball team to where they may not sweep a series, but they'll win two out of three. And I mean that in the sense that now we're in tournament time, 
And we literally saw that exactly what I'm talking about in the Pac-12 tournament to where you're not playing teams that you should beat anymore. You're, you're playing teams that are you know, comparable to you or better. And so if ASU's defense shows up, which it does almost every game, that will keep them in ball games. But the problem is, is their offense is not consistently able to stay uh, with other teams like a U of A. They scored 89 points to beat them in Tucson. And then we saw um, what happens when they shoot under 30% and have these cold stretches. And that's when they can't keep up with teams. But the lack of consistency to be able to not be cold from the field three games in a row, four games in a row, five games in a row, whatever it may be. And I think, unfortunately, that may be where ASU's tournament would end. And like, like I said, in the Pac-12 tournament, they, they took care of business against Oregon State. They had a, a performance against USC that was completely different from the regular season uh, finale that they had where they were ice cold from the field, basically, until the very end. And we saw against U of A, um, when they beat them in Tucson, U of A scored one field goal in the last seven minutes. ASU's defense will keep them in games. But the problem is, is during that same game, ASU had a stretch where they didn't score for a while in the second half. So, I mean, as long as they don't go ice cold and and percentage-wise from the field, that's under 30%. I mean, as long as you can just be average to above average and the defense plays the way it's capable of playing, you'll be in any game, and it'll come down to those last four or five possessions, um, which they're getting more experience uh, but you saw against uh, UCLA is the perfect example in that last five minutes. That team has a lot of experience and they're able to pull away from teams. And that's where I think ASU, unfortunately, if it comes up against uh, you know TCU, let's just say, or, or Gonzaga, even if they, if you know if they kept going uh, in the tournament, it also could be GCU. But I just think that's where I'm going back to that baseball analogy to where you'll get two good performances every three games, and that third game, unfortunately, in a tournament is the one that kicks you out of the whole thing. Jake, what are you going to be focused on in regard to the matchup tonight against the Nevada Wolfpack? So tonight's matchup, I think, is favorable for ASU because Nevada loves to slow the ball down and play a half-court offense to where ASU loves to just get in your face defensively and try to hit you in the fast break and force a lot of turnovers. So if the defense can play the way we've seen them play all year, I'm, I expect to see a full-court press early on, not just in the second half. And I know that's going to be tough on the legs, but this is how, this is how they're going to win ball games. And Nevada does not want to play a fast style of offense. That's just not who they are. But ASU, and if you can get easy buckets in transition, I mean, we saw in the tournament game against U of A, U of A was getting easy dunks, right? Dunks are very high percentage shots. So, if you, can, if you can speed Nevada up, make them play the offense they don't want to play, I think that that is just everything ASU could ask for. And um, Again, I, I went to Arizona State as well. I don't want to sound like a homer, but if I had to pick between the two, um, as long as ASU, like I said, doesn't go ice cold, speed up Nevada's offense, I think this is a very advantageous matchup for the Sun Devils. Oh, and you got the, the extra twist of, uh, of Des Cambridge and Warren Washington going up against their former teams uh, team as well. Jake Anderson joining us. Jake, I want to ask you this because you kind of touched on it. You know, it's not inconceivable that ASU could play GCU. It would be fairly early in this tournament. You know, I mean, it would only be in the round of 32. Any sort of sense of what that would be like for this city in terms of just a, a jolt of, of college basketball enthusiasm? So I think that would be incredible, not only because you have the fact that, you know, I believe it's the first time ever that three Arizona teams made the tournament and 
NAU almost made it. They lost their championship game after going, I believe, 9-22 and in the regular season. Um, but as you said, they would, they would meet in the round of 32, and obviously that means that an Arizona team, not the Wildcats, would be guaranteed to go to the Sweet 16, which – you know, if you said that at the beginning of the season, you'd be like, damn, that's a pretty good season for whichever school you're talking about that isn't U of A. So in terms of, I guess, the Valley basketball uh, of those two schools, that would be, uh, you know, a long time coming just because I think the last time ASU was in the Sweet 16, I was still in diapers. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a way to end the interview. Jake, Jake we appreciate great job, it, man. buddy. Yeah, thank you. Good stuff. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys.